Hello, welcome to The Wine Isle, the official wine podcast of North Coast Co-op. I'm Kristen Lindquist. I am the wine manager for both locations in Eureka and Arcata. And I'm here with Jen Curry. Hello. Jen has been in the wine industry for a long time, um, starting out in restaurants and she's worked retail and now she is a vendor. She sells wine to me, which I really appreciate. And I'm also here with Taylor Swan. Salutations. I'm lucky to have Taylor working with me in both stores. Uh, So you'll see both of us or hear us. You might hear our voices on the aisle and know who we are. And today we're going to be talking about white wines and the variety of white wines that are out there. Um, You may be familiar with what are known as the noble grapes, Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc and Riesling, but there's quite a few other whites out there. So if you think you don't like white wine, I invite you to um, pull up a chair and listen because there's a lot more going on than you would think. So first off, we will start with Chardonnay because everyone seems to know Chardonnay, but there's a diversity of Chardonnay out there, isn't there? Correct. Um, Most people think of California Chardonnay and what used to be called, you know, the big California Chardonnays, which mainly was oaked, which means it was aged in oak, and particularly when it's aged in new French oak. That is the key. That's when you get that buttery, vanilla, butterscotch flavor, um, which some people absolutely adore. And we definitely sell the king of that, or if you will, the queen, which is Rombauer. Vitamin R. And um, I have a less expensive version, um, which is called Carmenier. We sell a lot of Carmenier, so that definitely runs the gamut. We got $10 versus $40. Um, I'm guessing that Rombauer's from Napa. Am I wrong about that? Uh, they have different, yeah, Napa Carneros. I think that they grow in Cuvée. Yeah. Yeah. Around our conditions. Yeah. Um, how many of us are a fan of oaked Chardonnay? I'd say raise your hands, but you can't see us. So I, you know, I, I do um, enjoy it, but there are some people that I know who are strictly um, against oaked Chardonnay. Yeah. Like unoaked and unoaked only. Right. What about you, Jen? Not my jam. Not your jam. But yeah. I get it. It's all good. Yeah. There's no yum or yuck, I like to say. That's your right. yum is my yuck, so as long as you're opening wine and enjoying it, it's good on you. <laughs> right, right. Well, and Chardonnay comes from so many different places, and whether you oak it or don't oak it, there might be a little bit of oak. Um, I mean, the classic Chardonnay uh, comes from Burgundy. Burgundy's white wine is Chardonnay, right? And they do oak it a little bit over use there. Use neutral oak. So they when you see something neutral. called neutral oak, it means it's old oak. It's not new oak. And it's big oak. So there's not as much surface area in contact with the oak. So it's lightly oaked, but the oak takes a back seat to the fruit. So meaning the wine, when they press the grapes, gets put into these oak huge oak mm-hmm. barrels. And like huge. Old. I mean... Are they the size of this room? Huge. Tonnage, yeah. yeah they're yeah, huge. They're huge. Um, whereas some of your less expensive wines, they might actually use oak chips where they just dangle it yeah. inside the wine. So it gives it some of that flavor, but it's not being aged in those oak barrels. Um, and that's another reason why Chardonnay can be really expensive, right? Those oak barrels are very, very expensive. So a lot of wine, you know, Cab, Chardonnay, those wines, new oak is very expensive. So that contributes to bottle cost, absolutely. Yeah. It's very expensive. Yeah. So what is unoaked Chardonnay tasting like? Well, another factor is the malolactic fermentation. Ah. 
Now that's another right technique that a lot of people are not aware of. It gives it that creamy, buttery, you know, turns mallow into lactic. So like the milk thing, the the viscousness, the weight, the heaviness that people like. Right. And that's what quite often in my tasting notes, I will call it's got a round mouth feel. It feels round in your mouth. It doesn't feel crisp and acidic, which you get with Sauvignon Blanc. But un-oak Chardonnay is not necessarily going to have that quite often. Mm -hmm. And it can be full to partial mallow. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm thinking of one of my favorite Chardonnays, which I don't have too many American Chardonnays that I like, but Stores, Stores Winery. Mm -hmm. And they do partial malolactic and they do um, uh, some months spent in neutral oak. So it's giving it that roundness, but it's not having like that butterscotch flavor. It's butterscotch flavor. Um, For instance, that Moonstone Crossing Chardonnay definitely has and people are looking for that so they're when people ask me for chardonnay uh, first question i asked oak unoaked because they're tasting very different there's chardonnay from napa too isn't there Na- Rambar. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Napa's very, very famous for Chardonnay. I mean, most people think of Cabernet oh, when it comes to Napa. But there's what I think of. Yeah, exactly. But it's definitely got Chardonnay as well. And expensive Chardonnay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Napa, anything is going to be expensive. Um, and as I mentioned, Burgundy. Chardonnay is in Burgundy as well. I'm trying to think if there's any other old world European places that produce Chardonnay. Italy, northern Italy, there's nice Chardonnay. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. You would know Piemonte. that. Mm-hmm. You do like Definitely Chardonnay. Nice Chardonnay. Yeah. I do. I like I like Chardonnay. But um, you like your Italians is what I meant to say. It. Yeah. yeah. It's just not that interesting to me. Mm. It tastes like grapes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing a lot of people don't know is that Chardonnay is one of the primary grapes in Champagne. There you go. Right. Definitely have to have Chardonnay. Well, you don't have to have Chardonnay in your champagne, but most Mm -hmm. champagnes have Chardonnay. Um, Yeah, Sauvignon Blanc is the other noble white grape that's out there. Love Sauvignon Blanc. So Bordeaux, Loire, all over it. All everybody in the world grows Sauvignon Blanc. It grows everywhere. It's such a great blending wine. It just is. It's an easy grape to grow. Happy and healthy. Gives you that nice acid, a little perkiness to whatever you will need it for. It's a great blending wine. And it tastes different so easily all over the place. I mean, people who've never had New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, really different gooseberry, tasting. Gooseberry, definitely. Gooseberry, yeah, Southern exactly. Southern Hemisphere, they call it greenness, gooseberry. Um, and there are different uh, clones of Chardonnay, different varieties of Sauvignon Blanc. So there's Sauvignon Mousquet, which tastes like musk, and it is a little more weight. Uh, mm. Dry Creek Sauvignon Blanc, and right. one of it is Sauvignon Musk. So it's more floral mm-hmm. and yeah, not your average. Just otherwise, it can be really grassy. Like Napa Chardonnay is known for tasting like green grass, and it does. It just it does. Right? It's grassy. Yep. Yeah, which is lovely. Great it with is. food. Great with goat cheese. You know, just to cut through something rich. Right. I drink a lot more Sauv Blanc than I do Chardonnay. I do too. I mm-hmm. do too. And I really like um, I like I like Sauvignon Blancs that have a little more tropical nose, mm-hmm. um, and you can get that um, not just New Zealand, um, Chile, Chile, Argentina. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, La Playa. You sell so. Oh much my goodness! Playa, my best Sauv selling Sauvignon Blanc. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't keep it on the shelf, um, and it's. Um, there's a lot of citrus in there mm-hmm. as well, but um, some Sauvignon Blancs can have like too much of 
it tastes like pith. Yeah. You know, yeah. if it's not really, if the grapes aren't that great, yeah. um, you're going to get like that white part from both your lemon or your grapefruit. But when it's got like ruby red grapefruit on there, wow. That's... I would say La Playa is a perfect place to start for Sau Blanc. It's totally oh, yeah. varietally correct. It is. And it's a great price and it's sustainable. And it tastes delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, white Bordeaux, though, are really different. Um, yeah, they grow usually contre du mer, so close to the sea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of sea spray there, great with oysters. Got a little bit of saltiness mm-hmm. in it. Quite often they blend a tiny bit of simeon in those. Right. They can be very austere, and it sort of rounds them out, makes them a little more floral and feminine and fleshy. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yes. And then something a lot of people don't know, I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Sauterne is... Made from Sauvignon Partly. Blanc. Mm-hmm. Partially. And, and Simeon. Mm-hmm. You and, bet. And that's when something magical happens. Because it gets that... Um, Botrytis. Botrytis. Fung- yeah, naturally occurring fungus. that doesn't happen every year. Conditions have to be just right. And what it does is it dehydrates the grape. It takes all the hydration out of the grape, so it's shriveled and funky. And sweet. And sweet. Very sweet. So all the sugars is a are concentrated. Wine. Yeah, and actually I just brought in some Sauternes uh, small bottles and large bottles. Um, and Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So it is supposedly the perfect wine to have with Roquefort cheese, mm-hmm. with blue cheese. So like if you want to have this an amazing blue cheese pairing, you buy a bottle of Sauternes. It's also really good with foie gras, mm-hmm. but we don't sell that here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I was really, that's something I didn't know. I knew Sauvignon Blanc, but it's not something I knew right off the bat. So to learn that it also could be part of a dessert wine um, was really interesting. Okay, so it looks like we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk about a couple other whites. The Wine Isle is the official wine cast of North Coast Co-op, your local, member-owned grocery co-op, where everyone is welcome. Welcome back to the Wine Isle. I'm Kristen Lindquist, and I'm here with uh, Jen Curry and Taylor Swan, and we're talking about white wines, um, kind of the more usual white wines that you're going to find on a wine aisle. And now we are on to Riesling, which is most famously from Germany, but it grows in lots of other places as well. Um, and Taylor, you had a question for me that I thought was a really good one. Yeah. Um, so I like to eat a lot of spicy things, and um, I've heard that um, a sweet Riesling in particular goes pretty well um, in pairing with spicy things. Is that necessarily true or... Um, yeah, what the dry and sweetness of Riesling, like where's, what's the importance of like pairing with something, I guess? Yeah. Another important thing about Riesling, why it's good with spicy food is it's low alcohol. So yeah. it's not hot on your palate that will clash with peppers, alcohol, you know, it's just right. like too much. Right. So Rieslings are originally from the Rhine and from Germany, but they are grown everywhere and they come from bone dry to dessert sweet. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they usually hover, they're definitely usually below 10% alcohol and most are usually around 7%. No wonder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the sugar definitely, and with 
fish sauce, chilies, cilantro. I mean, those are bold flavors. So it tastes something a little aromatic and bold to give it right back. I see. And mm-hmm. uh, Riesling, and it's served chilled, so that helps cool down. But the, a big, big part of that is the alcohol, that you're, you're not adding alcohol to your palate that's going to enhance fire. all right. that heat. Right. So right. it's a happy marriage. One really elevates the other, which is pretty cool. I see. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I was going to say a cooking tip in case you didn't already know this is that if you make something and it's too hot and spicy, add some sugar. Sugar will take down the heat. Yes, it does. So it is like dairy, um, right. which is why like Indian food is always served with yogurt because you can that the coldness, but the creaminess will also take the spice down. But yeah, sweetness will counter spice um, so that your mouth isn't at war. I think that's why we all love sriracha. Right. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Honey and spice. That's so good together. It's so perfect. Um, yeah. Riesling. Riesling is definitely one of those whites where you can age it. Definitely can age it. And they're funky. They're so interesting. They have so many aromatic, floral, but earthy. Mm-hmm. And they just walk all over the place. Right. You know, they really do. I remember the first time I had a Riesling and I said, um, it smells like gasoline. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Petrol yeah, is light, definitely right there. Yeah. And um, sometimes it's stronger than others. And sometimes it's tempered really well. Um, and, you know, good Riesling's really going to be pricey. There's no doubt about it because um, it's only coming from a small place in Germany. Um, it's not a big producer. No, it doesn't produce a lot of juice. Um, and they are, they're really complex. Yeah. And it's a great beginner's wine. It is. I'd it say is. they're definitely, that's a training wheel wine. Right. It's low alcohol, so you won't get too tipsy. You know, as soon as you start getting tipsy, you're going to not remember much and you're just going to want gonna more. You're not going to taste it anymore. Right. But uh, yeah, Riesling's definitely a good introduction to white wine. And it does, it has that fruit's a little sweet, so it's not going to assault your palate if you're just sort of starting to tip your foot in. And that's even, that's the dry ones, right? Mm -hmm, Those are the dry mm -hmm, ones. They're mm going to have like pear, they might have apricot. I mean, they're going to have these really interesting fruit, stone fruit flavors that you don't Mm -hmm. get in Chardonnay, that you don't get in Sauvignon Blanc. Um, And they're very appealing, especially if you're like, you're looking for juice that's got alcohol in it when you're first getting started. Yeah. Great with smoked, rich, fatty meats. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're just... Thanksgiving. With it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. I brought in mm-hmm. three really great um, Rieslings that run the gamut price wise. They're all under 30. Um, I think one started at about 15. That was uh, actually from Alsace. Mm-hmm. So it yep. wasn't German, it mm-hmm. was French. Of course, Alsace has gone back and forth between Germany and France there many times. Right. Um, but uh, Allemand Lognier um, Riesling, um, really lovely, very approachable, um, definitely dry. But got really nice fruit. Um, then the top one was the Thanish, the Thanish that I brought really, in from Germany. Really nice. Oh my goodness! Um, I have a bottle of that at home that I'm saving probably for my Christmas. And I'm curious about uh, what's that frostbitten uh, riesling about? Oh, good question. Yes, so we have riesling from Washington, Columbia Valley, Washington. Frostbitten is kind of a play on um, really high end ice vine which is German Riesling, where the grapes freeze on the vine. And then you press the juice. And the freezing concentrates the sugars and makes it a sweet wine. Um, but 
it's very low production. Um, it doesn't happen very often. I mean, definitely you get you get very few frosts here, but when it happens in Germany, because um, it's along the river, and when you're near a body of water, you don't get freezing temperatures very often. But man, that stuff is amazing. So frostbitten is kind of the West Coast version of it. Um, it's definitely a dessert. It's delicious. It's only $13. I mean, it's a great buy. If you want to your first bottle of wine that you want to try, I would suggest Frostbitten. It's, and it's not too sweet. It's not like you're tasting like sugar water. Um, it's, it's delicious. It's a nice little treat. It's a delicious little treat. <laughs> Where else does Riesling come from in the West Coast? Oh, it actually comes from New York, even though we don't have Absolutely. any from Finger New York. Absolutely, Riesling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's happy up there. Oh. Yeah. And... Um, one I brought in that you gave me was Hogue, and Hogue, I'm going to say, is Columbia Wa- Valley. Correct. Yeah. 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 Washington. Yeah. Happy up there. Yeah. Happy home. Yep. Any place where it's chilly, you know, where those sugars can develop and there's a slow ripening season. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um,. Our other white wine that we're going to talk about that I think a lot of people who are just getting into white wine are familiar with is Pinot Gris, Pinot Grigio. The same, so that's grape. same grape, right? Pinot yep. Gris is the French version. Pinot Grigio is the Italian version. Um, gris means gray, so it's a white grape with kind of a gray skin. Right. Um, however, if you leave it on the skins for a little while, what happens to it? It turns orange. It turns orange. <laughs> it could go real orange. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that like the Romato we had? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Romato actually is the Italian phrase for that style. Really? Okay. Yeah. Even though that is not an Italian wine. It's from Long Island. From it's from Hamptons. Long Island, New York. Uh, right? <laughs> so cool. Um, that's an amazing wine, too. Definitely very unique. Um. Yeah, kind of a fleshy, a happy, easy drinking. Pinot Gris is just fun for me. It's right. just satisfying. It's kind of big and just there for you. Yeah. Like a lab. Just like tongue out, <laughs> wagging his tail. Don't have to think too hard about it. Pinot Gris. Yes, please. Yep. And I will plug. We've got uh, Rare Earth, which is an um, organic Pinot Gris um, from California. And yeah, just flies off the shelf. Easy drinking. $10 price tag. Just, yep. Yep. Great wine. All right. around great wine. And you can find, no yeah, higher-end Pinot Gris, but there's plenty of good stuff um, at a good price. Sometimes you have to be a little picky because um, sometimes it can be a little bland to yeah, me. Yeah, there's the Blue Quail Organic. Yep. Owned by really our friends nice. and neighbors in Potter Valley. Thank under, you. Way under 20, right? Oh, 14. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good seller yeah. on the shelf um, with that nice little blue quail that sparkles at you that says, pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But as I mentioned in the beginning, I'm um, a big white wine fan. And so I was trying to remember, like, what I've got in my fridge right now. Um, So I definitely have um, Picpoule de Pinay, which is this white from southern France that's um, crisp and citrusy. I just opened it over the weekend. Um, It's got some minerality to it, which are all kinds of goodness that you can find in, like, high-end Chardonnay from Burgundy called Chablis, but um, a third of the price, right? I mean, Chablis I have on the shelf right now is $30. Um, this was 15 so half the price. But still, it's a wonderful, it goes with so much different food, um, seafood, um, any kind of pasta. If you're using cream, it helps cut through that cream. Another one that I love is Vermentino, which is from originally from Sardinia, but you can get it here, right? I've 
sold it from California. I've sold it from Oregon. Um, another one that's got minerality and salinity in it, um, which sounds odd, but let me tell you, salty wines are like my new go-to, right? They're squinching. They are. They make whistle. Oh, they do, and mm-hmm. they make you want to eat mm-hmm. really crab seasons here. So, oh my gosh, I've got a pecorino in the refrigerator that I definitely want to have with my crab. Um, Or muscadet from the Loire. Yeah, Yeah. you have tried the muscadet. It's a nice one. I took the HSU wine course. um, Oh. And that was one of the wines that was chosen was the muscadet. Mm. It's pretty good. Yes, it is. Classic whiskey food. Not white uh, drinkers. Yes, right, right, right. (laughs) For not white drinkers, that's another one to get started on. And um, yeah, I think it's similarly under $15, like a really good price for a classic white. Um, So other whites that you like, Jen? Um, Chenin Blanc is my fallback, and I've told you that before. And it is because it it guns from, you could be bone dry, or it can be demi-sec. So I just love Chenin. There's something about it. I just drink a lot of Chenin Blanc. Mm. Uh, I like white blends a lot. Mm. Anything like a Rhone white blend, Mm. boom, into that. So tell folks what's in a Rhone white blend. uh, There could be any number of grapes, but Marsan, Roussan, Basically, mm. mostly mm-hmm. Grenache Blanc. Oh right, yeah, right. Blanc. Yep, yeah. I mean, and those are earthy. They're down to earth, but they still have some pretty fruit, and they're great with food. And they're just kind of sophisticated. They're suave and grown up. And so I love a, a, a Rhone white blend, but any sort of white blend because it's sort of counts basis. I love Viera from Spain. Easy peasy, dry mm, but mm-hmm. interesting, mm-hmm. and it definitely tastes Spanish. Love Viera. Right, right. And I have one on the shelf by Azul. It's in a liter bottle. Nice green label, organic. That's a really fun bottle. Yeah, easy coiffer right yeah. there. Love Once, Greek whites. Greek whites are so much oh, fun. Yeah. Just so stupendous. Just so interesting. Right? They're yeah. just so different. Mm-hmm. So They're different. just nothing like you would think. You're like, what is this wine? Yeah. And White what is, wine. And yeah. What is like a demisic... Demi- Demi-sec? Yeah. Yeah, what does that mean uh, necessarily? Because I, I see that on some bottles... Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes. They're letting you know it's not dry. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So sort of sweet. Okay. Yeah. So sort of demi dry, is half sort of sweet. Sec means dry. Bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a mm-hmm. little. It's not a sweet wine, yeah. but it's it's not Some super dry. What's the line in between? Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It would be great with your spicy food. Ah. Yeah. Anything demi sec is going to be good with your spicy food. It's going to have a little bit of sweetness. Um, yeah. That's a good thing to look for. Yeah. Okay. Good question. Yeah. Ooh. White wine. Oh, there's so much more out there. I know, I know. And it's not only for the summer folks, trust me, you know, Um, especially if you're a vegetarian and you're not eating like heavy meats and so forth. Whites and rosés can go so well with so many of those meals. Um, So don't overlook them. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us. Um, This is kind of our ending of our first intro to white wines. I'm sure we'll do another one, Um, but just to get us all starting. If you're interested in the wines featured on the show, we will have them in the show notes. Um, We'll try to remember everything we've got and definitely approach us on the aisle if you see us and ask us about them and come visit the wine department. Either at 811 I Street in Arcata or 25 4th Street in Eureka. Yeah, we don't bite. No, we don't. We're very friendly. Thanks, folks. See ya. Bye.